the Obtuse Angles Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Kyle Fields, comedian, podcaster, IT man to the stars. Wait, that's not it. Jeremy, bam, bam, boom, boom, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Iron Mike, the professor, the southern dandy fly boy, the golden child. Ten minutes on either side of putting the ham in the smokehouse. Stack O'Lee, count of Monte Cristo, swinging, meeting, clapping cheeks. Coked up steel, cowboy, Sutherland. Also a comedian, a podcaster, semi-employed radio broadcaster, and today it's our favorite episode of the month, boys and girls. We've reached into the old school trapper keeper and got a goddamn big old pulsating stack of stories. Jeremiah, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm just excited to be here as always. Like, you know, I'm just one of those people, really laid back, being grateful about about where I'm at in my life. I'm in a good place, man. I'm so happy to be here. Hey, Kyle, thank you. Thank you so much for, for okay, letting me well, be a part of this show for so long. For so long. Jeremy it's- has broken into his uncle's pile of quaaludes, obviously. That's what he's done. You being medicated would be the best thing for your life and the worst mm-hmm. thing for this show. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the things that makes you as entertaining as you are, and hopefully as entertaining as I am, It could all be are- called by pills. 100%. And yeah, I'm on one of my pills, but there's probably at least a handful more I need to be on yeah. for my uh, genuine existence. The average person isn't supposed to get mad at a video game and punch a hole through a drywall in their 30s, but yeah. yet here we are. And I think that's what makes <laughs> this podcast as good as it is. But suddenly you sound like you have the perfect amount of endorphins and and uh, all of the other chemicals that I, I don't think that I, we have an adequate amount of. So yeah, you're happy yeah. now. Is that good? I'm over the moon. Really. I'm just... to death. Now <sighs> you sound like you're at gunpoint. Listen to me. I'm tickled pink. Can you hear me blinking through the phone? Come on, Kyle. Help me out here. No, no. I'm good. miserable, man. Life is really tough and expensive. You're not miserable. I called, No, I called you and you were like, man, I got a great chick. And it's like literally two weeks ago, you were like, I'm done with women. I'm done with him. It's over with. Jeremy ain't going to never see another pussy. Uh-uh. <laughs> I called you two weeks later, and you were like, I, I found a womb, baby. She's did. To be fair, like, I don't know that I've ever, ever said the words, I'm done with pussy. So that, that, it, seems, <laughs> it seems doubly unfair to put those words in Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell this? you, man, if, if I could be done with it. I would be so much further along in my life than where I am now. Of course. If I didn't like if I family wasn't guy about... when you see Peter Griffin and Quagmire if they had never met chicks and then like they're billionaires yeah. checking the stocks. That'd be me and you. Yeah. Uh, I'd have a monocle. We have these Hugh Hefner smoking jackets on checking <laughs> our stock tickers. That's what Absolutely. it would be. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll tell you somebody who is certainly not that. A pilot ran out of fuel and landed on the interstate while drunk. i'm not saying this is right but i think that we should give this man an award we had an old award back in the radio station that i was on in lexington and i feel like uh it's my idea so i'm gonna steal it this is a real man's man and maybe we've done this on this show before but if we have it's been years so go ahead and hit the music he's a man such a Jeremiah, a 35-year-old student pilot 
Ran out of fuel on Friday while flying without an instructor, so he was by himself up in that bitch. And he had to land a single-engine plane on the interstate near Kansas City, Missouri. And it turned out that he was drunk when it happened. Some student pilots can fly by themselves as long as the instructor says it's okay, but it's not clear if he did that, and obviously flying while intoxicated isn't part of the plan. It was around 2.30 in the morning and the highway was empty, so he managed to land the plane without hitting any cars. Apparently, he crashed into a guardrail, but only suffered minor injuries. Then a truck driver used her rig to block the road so no one would crash into him. She says that when he got out of the plane, he smelled like alcohol and was slurring his words. (laughs) He hugged her and said he was glad he didn't hurt anyone. God damn Wow. Is there a uh, George Jones DUI on a lawnmower version of that for planes? Like, is there, you know, hold on, wait a minute. You know what's funny? Hold on. I have a stack of stories here. Wait a minute. Let me see here. I do have a lawnmower story. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for bringing that up. As a matter of fact, we're actually going to have a run-in in the middle of this story. Then we're going to get back to the original. We're booking this like a wrestling show. So in the middle of this story, a burglar stole a lawnmower, but mowed the victim's front and back lawns with it first. <laughs> A man in Port Arthur, Texas, east of Houston, snuck onto a property last month and stole their push mower. But he took it for a spin first. In the security footage, you can see the thief fill the lawnmower with gas. I love that. It ain't got no gas in it. (laughs) Then start mowing the backyard. Then he moved to the front yard. He left with the mower, but the police caught up with him. He abandoned the mower in an alley, but he got away. The cops are still looking for him. Now, it's unclear why he mowed the lawn. Maybe he had OCD and he couldn't leave without tidying up their yard. That would be me. It is worth noting out that it was April 1st, although there's no indication this was some kind of prank. So, yeah, there you go. How would you feel you come home and you're like, oh, God, I didn't mow this. This is great. Yeah, well, see, I would automatically go the other way. I'd be like, oh, son of a bitch. The landlord came by and saw that it... I hadn't mowed, and he mowed it himself. And any minute now, my phone's going to ring, and he's going to tack it onto my rent. That landlord that did that one time. So a couple of stories. I hate mowing the lawn. One, the uh, second place I ever lived by myself, because as you know, for a majority of my 20s, I literally was a professional couch surfer. I think that's why I can tell stories, because for the longest time, I would just take cases of beer to friends' houses and stay on their couch while I told stories. And that's, that was my rent <laughs> for the longest time, which is stupid. You pay rent with but, a story. Uh, so the first place I ever lived, I remember this, I swear to God, this girl was five years old. If she was a day. She knocked on my front door. I opened it up. She says, Hey, can I mow your grass for $15? Oh, yeah. And I'm 25. Right. And I go, I tell you what, I'll let you mow it for 20. <laughs> <laughs> So her dad was there with her. She ran back, I guess, to her dad and her dad said, that's fine. And I gave her, you know, she, she, uh, I gave her the 20 Mm -hmm. and I look out my front lawn and this little girl is mowing 
my well, you made grass. It weird now. I didn't know it was a little girl. In my mind, it was like the beginning of the Cradle of Love video to Billy, Billy Idol, where she's like a hot yeah. teenage girl, you know, knocks on. No, I, oh my God, no, that was the well, stuff legally, as teenagers. Legally, we, legally, teenage. dear Pin, no, right, no, shit, sure. I, I was, I would have been sixteen. She would have been eighteen. Sure, whatever. Yeah, it, you know, it wasn't a dear penthouse situation. Okay. Literally, this girl was five. Kind of cute, we can't Fucking tagged the Kylas guy you know. Like, you, you, of course you talked her down. I don't know if I can pay you any more than eighteen fifty. I got five more bucks out of it. And That's disgusting. I looked out the window. But, <laughs> but here's the deal, and this was the most disgusting part, is I look out the window, right, uh-huh. and she's using a, a push mower to mow my yard, right? But I'll never forget this image. She's literally has both of her hands up. Like that's how she's pushing this mower. Oh. Is it? She, she, she's so she's small. She's not even tall enough to. Oh. No, she's a child pushing this mower. And you want to know how big of a piece of shit I was when I was 25. No, no, we I just, know. I, I thank you. Yeah. I remember I was smoking weed and laughing about the situation. But anyway, as as one does. Little uh, George Jones situation. I love George Jones. You know, we've never done an episode on George Jones. We've had so many personality profiles on the show. I feel like, well, I would say a good portion of our audience, but even though we do have people of all ages, I think a good deal are dudes in their 40s. (laughs) So I think most of them, but if you've not heard about it, it's worth revisiting. George Jones, country music star, 1931 to 2013. Obviously, everybody's heard of George Jones. Hey, future Kyle, can you put a goddamn George Jones song in right now? So as we're looking at the George Jones Wikipedia entry, and you know how there's all these chapters, as I go down, 1964, alcoholism and decline. <laughs> <laughs> 1964. I, I don't know. For some reason, when I think of the decline of George Jones, I think, oh, probably the 80s. Like, my mom had a T-shirt growing up, and I swear to God, my mom, you know, I love she loved me more than anybody, and she still does, and I love her. She was a stay-at-home mom. She wore her George Jones T-shirt at least three days a week. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and That's cute. And the, and the T-shirt said, I saw no show Jones. <laughs> <laughs> because that T-shirt, he had such a reputation for getting drunk and no show yeah. and, and That's just so not funny showing that up. That's so funny that you mentioned that. That's so cute. She was, she was wearing it when she was making me breakfast. It was sweet. <laughs> I didn't even think to ask her about it, man. I was sort of in a, like kind of a post-coital haze and... Just sort of, oh sure, you know, eating some oh, tricks God. or whatever. <laughs> Post coital haze. 
I love the implication that it lasted all night and that she got right out of that bed and fried you up some eggs. Oh, no, no, man. You you're, you're, a... your, your mother is a very lovely lady, Kyle. She's a, uh, you she's were like a, that chick on the, yeah. a very lovely lady. You were like lady that chick on is... the cover of the Goo Goo Dolls album, Dizzy Up the Girl. That was you. You were just fucking laying yeah. there. Yeah, That's a well, deep cut no 90s reference for you. There's no way that I'm going to last all night. She's very pretty. I'd make a joke about your mom, but she's a preacher. Oh, you'll and... go straight to hell. Like, you won't even die I, That's the thing. No, I, right that's the hell. thing. If there, if there is a hell, I know I'm going to be standing up there in my <laughs> flip-flops, because for whatever reason, after I die, when, when I die, I know it's going to be in flip-flops. <laughs> I'm going to be naked in a Hawaiian shirt, nothing from the waist down, flip-flops, St. Peter's at the pearly gates, and he's going to go, well, you know what, man? I, I really would let you in, but uh, there's this preacher up in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and you made a joke about eating out her ass at a Bob Evans. And I, I just can't. So, yeah, I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, good. That's how good yeah. of a guy I am. Yeah, yeah thank you. A good old George Jones, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we were. 1999, so this isn't even the DUI lawnmower incident. He was involved in an accident when he crashed his sports utility vehicle near his home. He was taken to the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, where he was released two weeks later in May of that year. He pled guilty to drunk driving charges related to that incident. In his memoir published three years earlier, Jones admitted that he sometimes had a glass of wine before dinner, and he still drank beer occasionally, but insisted, quote, I don't squirm in my seat fighting the urge for another drink. <laughs> and speculated, quote, perhaps I'm not a true alcoholic in the modern sense of the word, Perhaps I was just an old-fashioned drunk. <laughs> my mom used to say it all the time when she would talk to somebody about her brother, for example, my uncle. He says he's not an alcoholic because alcoholics got to go to all those damn meetings. He's a drunk. He would break a bottle of whatever booze he was holding in his hand and try to use it as a goddamn knife. Yeah. So anyway, going back to the uh, DUI on the interstate... <laughs> it turned out that he had flown from Kansas City to Florida the day before And he was on his way back when he ran out of gas About 25 miles from the airport God damn God damn 20, You take off from Florida and you're 25 miles away Cops found a small amount of pot I love how they call it pot in the story You only call it pot if you've never smoked pot <laughs> So he, right. he might have been drunk and high, and they also found a gun. <laughs> God damn. That, I'm telling if George Jones would have lived, I think this might have been him. I think this might have fucking drunk and high, crashing 25 miles away from the airport on the interstate with a fucking gun. In my mind, he had the goddamn gun that the Joker had in Batman. <laughs> You know, where he, he pulled it out of his pants to shoot the bat wing out of the sky? Yeah, yeah, that one. Same gun. A drug dealer had a weed vending machine on the side of his house. A drug dealer in Detroit is facing charges after he installed an illegal, although they call it an illegal. Well, I would think any weed vending machine is probably going to be illegal. Vending machine on the side of his house, instead of being sneaky, people could just walk up and buy weed themselves. And police say he was making around $2,000 a day with it. Now, you'd think something that bold wouldn't last long, but they think he may have installed it four years ago. God damn. Jesus. It took credit cards and even accepted Apple Pay. <laughs> <laughs> My God. 
you know, when you watch the same kind of thing, like on Breaking Bad, and there's like this elaborate thing where a guy walks up and a bouncer gives a signal to a guy up in the apartment and then they put the drugs in the gutter and it has to slide down after you knock it twice. That is a much more intelligent operation than just having a vending machine. And that lasted for four fucking years. That's crazy. There was a guy in Champagne, and hoping I'm not telling tales out of school here. I think that he may have gotten busted. Uh, and I've I've done comedy shows up in Champagne for a number of years, and there was a guy that apparently, if you were to go up to a grill in this dude's front yard, there would be weed there waiting for you. And it was on the honor system. It wasn't like you contacted anybody. You walked up, you opened the grill, there was the weed, and you put 20 or whatever dollars in, and you walked off. Okay. And this apparently lasted for years, and this was supposedly the greatest weed that this guy had ever smoked. And that's whenever I think about society and you go on Reddit and you see public freakouts and all of the worst dredges of this thing, it's like, of course, burn it down forever. But the fact that (laughs) such, but the fact that such a wholesome operation could exist without police interference and on the honor system for years gives me hope in this goddamn world. Does that make sense to you? It makes a little sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. I know a lot of people go to church and they hear their stories about the snakes, you know, uh, convincing women to shove apples in their pussy or however that story went. And that gives people peace. But I'm serious, man. When I heard this, it was like, fuck, man. Come on, Jeremy. I know you're straight and narrow now. You got you're in a relationship and you can't admit to all the crazy partying that you did and the fun that you had. But you know what I'm talking about now. God damn it. Yeah, I, I, I know of it. Honestly, I, I, I know, I know of it. about it. I know of it. I, God damn it. I, see, this is how you know Jeremy's happy in a relationship <laughs> when he sucks on the show again. God damn it. There, because we, We've had this show now for, how, like I said, what, six years? Yeah, 31 and, years. And 31 fucking, probably seven. Honest to God, I think it's probably like seven years at this point. It is, actually. And, it's, it's co- we're coming up on eight in the spring. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> And I know, throughout the, I know, I haven't, I haven't well, this, everybody should know. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know and everybody else. I, I haven't, I haven't really wanted to be on this show in a long time. Oh, I don't know why you're telling people this. I think that they could tell since 2013. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shock. They could, I, they could yeah, tell you, since two years before the show first came out. Exactly. You telling people you don't want to be on this mm-hmm. show is like your cousin Bruce telling you he's gay. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, no. No. What? Well, they got what? figured out, man. I'm... This is going to shock you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. <laughs> We've had this show for so long, and my point is that you know I've always been in a relationship, but throughout the long history of this show, you've had women that you've dated, you've loved, you've lived with, you've gotten in fights with, you've been... That's where the, the nicknames, Coked Up Steel Cowboy, comes from. Your goddamn wild partying. My favorite Jeremy, and obviously it isn't the best Jeremy for your future, your health, or your finances, but for this show, is you finger-popping some chick in a Hardee's, and then <laughs> doing a whale tail to blow and hopping on a motorcycle in downtown Lawrenceburg. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my favorite. Because, again, like I said before, you don't have the body for cocaine. I don't. And, 
or the, or the wallet <laughs> or anything else, really. One of my favorite stories was Dan Aykroyd coming up to Chris Farley. And obviously Dan Aykroyd had been around the SNL in the 70s, and he was obviously very good friends with John Belushi. And John Belushi was Chris Farley's idol. And Dan Aykroyd says, listen, you can be fat or you can be a cokehead. You can't be both. <laughs> and a year later, Chris Farley died. So oh, I think Dan, I think Dan Aykroyd got the last laugh on that. He's not. I don't know if he. He's not wrong. He really isn't. Not, but that's what I'm saying is that when you told me this was yeah, over the yeah. summer, and I know we're still in the summer, but Jeremy is Jeremy lives 12 years in one. He's he's the Chris Farley of Central Kentucky. We've all said this before. <laughs> yeah. When you came to me, when you came in, you were like, "Blow, I did some or blow." You bro, you you were doing so much <laughs> blow. You called me blow, blow, blow. I did some bro behind a restaurant, and I, I hopped on a motorcycle last night. I remember I I laughed and I was like, "This is not going to end well." <laughs> I just I, I'm glad I didn't continue on with that because part of me was like, what am I gonna do tonight? Well, I guess I'll go do more cocaine and ride a motorcycle. Well, no, and that's fun, but again, that's for 19 year old Jeremy. Yeah, that's yeah. not for it's not for 41 I mean, year old Jeremy. Right, yeah. exactly right. The only way that you could be 41 and do cocaine and hop on a motorcycle is if you're someone like Elon Musk. And you just have so much money that it doesn't. You're gonna live for fucking ever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like who was that? Who was that? Uh, that train cocksucker up there in Lexington, R.J. Corman, right? So I'm glad that you're happy now. I am. Yeah. But thank you. It, thank it you. also it bo- it bothers me, and it's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. ruin the show. I just want you to know that. All right. Every smile that you have is a download that we won't get. <laughs> just, <laughs> I want you to feel good about that. Thank because you. Because a, a content Jeremy, you know, why do you think Nirvana? Was the best band of the nineties. Uh, it was because, because he had a, a wonderful and supportive woman uh, behind exactly. him the whole way. Exactly. Why was Alice in Chains so good? Every goddamn one of those songs is about heroin. And then he died a mm. couple of years later, and they found him with the cats eating him. You see what I'm saying? That's how. If they find you and your beloved dog is halfway through your spleen, uh-huh. that's going to be the best thing for this show that's all i'm saying you think so federal agents got a tip about it and they used the machine to collect evidence in february and march that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard so if you are a customer and you go up to this vending machine first of all i'm gonna think this is too good to be true they're gonna they're gonna get me right but at least use cash why would you use a fucking digital footprint (laughs) can i use a personal check Pull a goddamn Jerry Springer. (laughs) Paid a hooker with a personal check. (laughs) That is, but you know what? That's a world that I want to live in. That's the honor system that I think would keep this. That is the equivalent of the Champaign, Illinois drugs in the grill honor system is when you pay a hooker with a personal check, she doesn't use it against you. It's bullshit, right? Right. You've told me this several times, Jeremy, you've gotten to quite a few pickles over this. Again, it's that post-coital haze we've been talking about. It's yeah. I came and I'm finished, and you know all of my my life and all my problems and everything that I. 
That you is know, been the ignoring best. it come come back. That is the best. It hits you all at once and it distracts you. And then you go to get cash, but you realize you don't have enough to pay her and give a tip. So you're like, fuck it, I'll <laughs> write a check for it all, or we'll go use the you know, ATM. I get it. It's I don't I used to make fun of Jerry Springer a lot over that and I'd just be like, How could you But the truth is, man, like I I'm not even sure how to spell my own name for the first ten minutes after I come. So if they could bottle the feeling right after you come mm. and sell it they'd be billionaires I, like how indica many times strains, it, some indica strains i found get pretty fucking close no that's true how many times you've been laying in bed in a strange woman's trailer mm-hmm. and there's a a weird dog and a box fan and she's just smoking that newport mm. and you feel like you could probably solve time travel <laughs> I've been there, bro. God, I've been there. Well, this poor guy they arrested, his name is Marcellus Cornwell. (laughs) What? (laughs) He sounds like a Confederate general or something. He's a character in a Jules Verne novel. (laughs) (laughs) Marcellus Cornwell. I met him 20,000 leagues under the sea. He was allegedly selling illegal guns, too. No, no. They found several pounds of the marijuana and also seized 18 firearms, including a sawed-off shotgun. This motherfucker had the loadout from The Last of Us. That's amazing. (laughs) He's facing felony charges. God damn. Hey, this is something that you need to learn right here. A study found the best sex position for women... Mm -hmm. Is missionary. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm sure Dr. Milhouse Van Houten. Oh, yes, they, they love it. I swear. <laughs> yes. Researchers in New York think they figured it out. It's missionary with the guy with the guy on top. There's one important detail though. The woman should also have a small pillow under her lower back. That's the position that allowed for the best blood flow to a woman's vagina okay <laughs> which is important a couple volunteered to get it on in five different positions while doctors used an ultrasound to monitor blood flow how did this get greenlit i don't know but i like where it's <laughs> what going. what a horny this is a porno this is like that lizzie kaplan show on stars masters of sex lizzie when kaplan i hear that a show about sex yeah, when you hear that, you either know what I'm talking about and you have a boner or you have no idea what I'm saying. Yeah, it was a show that like, took place in the 50s. Lizzie Kaplan, the chick from God. Yeah, she was in a Hot Tub Time Machine and she was in Mean yeah, Girls. Yeah, Hot Tub Time Machine, Mean Girls, uh, True Blood, uh, Party Down. Uh, I, I, we have a restraining order. It's a complicated situation, sure, but sure. it's great. That's what that show is, though, is that the, people would like study these sex positions. And I thought, well, this is hot, but it's not real. <laughs> Apparently it is. There were some really horny scientists in there taking notes, and I'm sure that they were playing, I won't look if you won't look. And then they'd peek, you know what I'm talking about? I A do couple know that volu- game, yeah. <laughs> um, They also found that being face-to-face with eye contact made a big difference for women. Yeah, no shit. And seeing the back of their head made a bigger difference for men. <laughs> And probably for women. So it might be a boring answer, but there you go. There, it's, if I feel you like it's get safe your to woman say off. that any woman's going to enjoy sex just a little bit more if she doesn't have to make eye contact with me. I start getting <laughs> well, that, you, yeah. know, you know, you get in there, man, your toes start curling up. You start getting that Forrest Whitaker eye. 
I don't want. I don't want someone looking. At me Forrest eye. Whitaker. <laughs> you know, talking about you get that one eye just don't open quite as much as the, as the other one. <laughs> I do know what you mean. I remember, and uh, he's a listener of this show, Blake. I used to work with him at Blockbuster, and he told me, "Yeah, man, you think they'd be able to put a toothpick on that motherfucker or something <laughs> to hold it open?" <laughs> And I don't know why, but that always stuck with me. Every time yeah. I saw Forrest Whitaker in a movie, I imagined a toothpick holding up that wonky <laughs> eye of his. I agree with you, though. Hey, what about this? A toilet got hit by lightning and exploded. That's not fucking horrifying. A bolt of lightning hit an apartment complex near Tulsa last Wednesday. This is from May. Traveled through a vent and came out of the ceiling of a bathroom where it hit a toilet and shattered it. Jesus Christ. The whole toilet bowl exploded and the tank was charred. Luckily, no one was using the bathroom when it happened because the unit was vacant, but someone was supposed to move in the next morning. That's nice. Shit. God damn. Could you imagine just being your... And, and that was in the middle of the night, so if it were me... Because first of all, in my mind, I'm like, it's in the middle of the night, so of course you're hammered, Right? <laughs> right? We're all yeah. Everybody drinks a lot of liquor every night before they go to bed. Yeah, it's fine. It was two o'clock on a Tuesday, so obviously you're blasted out of your mind. Imagine being blasted out of your mind, sitting on the fucking toilet, and you're playing, you know, whatever stupid Jeremy game you're playing, and a goddamn bolt of lightning <laughs> comes from the ceiling, comes from the and, and shatters your penis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's just a little my... game I play anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and, Can the, I me come and the girl the lay down and gets get a, an arousing game of lightning bolt penis going. Did I ever tell you about that time that uh, I was in? And it was actually I was in this apartment when we started the show. That my roommate pulled a gun and shot it, shot a bullet through the hallway. Did I ever tell you about that? No, 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 no. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, that's just kind of what it reminds me of because it was in the middle of the night. There were three of us. It was you know we were all single, uh, sad dudes, and. I'll fuck. I'll say his name. It happened. A uh, good guy, Trey. Maybe I'll believe it. Who knows? Yeah. I'm laying in bed and I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And you know that period where you're like 95 percent asleep, mm -hmm. but you're mm -hmm. still kind of awake, right? Right before you go to sleep. I and this is a true story that makes me sound like an asshole, but you know, again, I'm not lying, so why shouldn't I tell it? I hear a gunshot. Right? I hear a gunshot, and I swear to God, and I, this makes me sound awful. I'm laying in bed and I hear the gunshot and I think to myself, well, what can I do? <laughs> what am I, I going to do? You start like, you start rationalizing like, no, what am I going to do? All right, well, I'm going to walk out there. I'm going to try to do something. <laughs> and they're just going to shoot me. And now the fucking ambulance has got two people they got to help. And I just don't want to create that kind of work for somebody I don't even know. Why would I do that to someone else? Fuck this. I'm staying in bed. Your your brain justifies that shit so quickly yeah. that it's what horrifying. Do? When I think you... get shot, if I get shot, who's going to call nine one one? But you can, but you continue to lay there and not call nine one one at all. So I hear the gunshot. God, I'm a piece I'm of shit. I know, I know, I'm a piece of shit. I am a piece of shit. I hear the gunshot. <laughs> And in my mind, I go, well, if he's in there dead, I'll, I'll just find him tomorrow. I mean, goddamn, no, no need to lose any sleep over it. And I'm getting... <laughs> Me getting up right now is not going to bring him back to life. What I need to do <laughs> is I need to get a good night's sleep 
so I could better tell the police how I heard things go down. That's exactly what happened. So, so oh, you miserable back. fucking turd. So I'm laying in bed, I'm getting ready to fall asleep again. And then I hear my other roommate, Christo, the, the nice one, the one who's not a piece of shit, go, sure. Hey, uh, Trey, buddy, you okay? Which is a really good way of approaching a man that you think just committed suicide, right? <laughs> hey, Trey, hey I, guy. But, but think, thank God I hear Trey go, yeah. Oh, he hey, was wh- okay. What happened in there, buddy? Uh, I keep my gun under my pillow, and I went to adjust it, and it shot a hole through the door. Jesus. So, the bullet went through his most expensive suits in his closet, <laughs> which is hilarious. Absolutely. Ruined his suits. Goes through the hallway, goes into the bathroom, ricochets off the tile of the shower, and then lands on the toilet. Huh. I can just imagine if I were, if either one of us were to have been walking through the hallway at that time, we did the math that would have took off my jaw. And if it would have went through us, if we were taking a piss Mm -hmm. uh, and if we were, you know, taking a shit, it would have probably ricocheted and, you know, at least uh, bruised a penis or two, depending how many penis sitting (laughs) on the toilet at the time. But what we found out was he, no, what happened was he was drunk and he was trying to draw a, on himself in the mirror. <laughs> so. so he was doing like he was doing the Marty McFly. Was he standing there in like a, a yes. onesie pajama with a with his cowboy yes. hat on and his and his gun belt? And you saw one little ass cheek. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? You remember that? Boy, my mom remembers that. My mom's favorite part of that movie. See that? She has one? a Michael J. Fox crush. Oh my God! Who died? Don't you? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just. I just Tell I don't me. know. I think it's really sweet that we have that in common. It's just one of one of many things, I guess. Just add it to the <laughs> this list. Is. You don't have to call me dad. You don't ever have to call me dad. You can just call me <laughs> Jeremy or you can call me uh, you know, like guy or pal or something. I I'm not trying to replace your father, Kyle. I'm not trying to be your father. Hey, Nobody buddy. wants to replace him. I just want to be your friend. Okay? And me and your mother love each other a lot, all right? This is the Jeremy I love. See, prying you away. If I have to have you mm-hmm. have relations with members of my family to get you out of this relationship to make this show better, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> that is the perfect segue for this. 27% of us call our in-laws mom and dad. Ugh, that's nasty. That's nasty. Mm-hmm. Are, are you that? Are you that person? Would you that? Hey, dad, because when you call your in-law mom or dad then that kind of makes it like you're fucking your brother or sister and you might be turned on by that but that's a bit much for me yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably a bit much for me thanks dad i always see that the only time i see that is in like the the comedies where the shitty boyfriend says that to the robert de niro character right and he's like and everybody laughs yeah i didn't realize that one of four people does it A woman tried to frame her husband by putting child pornography on his phone. Oh, God. Oh, no. A 33-year-old woman in Oklahoma named Lacey Hux was gearing up for a big custody battle with her husband. 
They were living separately, but they hadn't divorced yet. So to cut him down ahead of time, she and a friend cooked up a scheme that they would plant child pornography on his phone. The friend is 44-year-old Angel Moore. She and Lacey took the husband's old phone and uploaded 857 different pictures they found on the dark web. Oh, that's good. That's the place to go for child porn is the dark web. Why 857? If it was 856, would it still be a misdemeanor? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one That's the one that puts it over, right? I'm pretty sure all pictures of naked kids is, is a felony. I, don't I think agree with like, you. And they, uh, yeah, I think if you have less than a pound or something. I think it's not like weed, I think. But I can just see some fat. Southern senator sweating and arguing that on the floor. <laughs> now, y'all, I mean, now how many of us have had 856 different images on our phone? I mean, raise your hand if you don't have 856. I think what we're all failing to focus on here is that why this man did have 857 photos of naked children on his phone. I want you to think about the countless hundreds of other photos that are on his phone that aren't of naked children. <laughs> and I think that's what we're all failing to overlook here. Oh, God. oh I love it. You know, and, and frankly, uh, you know, we had our people crunch the numbers, and honestly, we got a few percentages of you. Turns out that this man, only 29% of the photos on his phone are of naked kids. I'll take those numbers any day of the week. God damn it, you could be a fucking politician. I you know man, that? I For a split second, you were doing that, and I was like, well, I suppose those are reasonable numbers. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> then last month, Angel drove Lacey to the local police department uh, with the phone to report him, and the cops did arrest him, but they released him later that day. They realized something was up when they found it wasn't his current phone. He had much more on his new phone. No, he, he told <laughs> them that his old one went missing last fall, and then they re, they searched his current one, and there was uh, barely any child porn on it. <laughs> so so little. So little child porn. <laughs> Jesus. No, there was none on it. Angel eventually fessed up. Now she and Lacey are both facing felony charges, including aggravated possession of child pornography. Well, I'd say that backfired on him. What makes it aggravated? Was he just was he not in a very good mood when they arrested him? They just call it aggravated. <laughs> Eight hundred as opposed to happy child pornography. Yeah, yeah. Dunkin' Donuts offered free coffee to one hundred white customers, but it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> What? What? <laughs> On Wednesday, Duncan celebrated 30 years at a location in Cranston, Rhode Island, by offering its first 100 guests the day free coffee for a year. But a post on social media that hyped the promotion said it was only open to, quote, white Cranston residents. <laughs> <laughs> A Duncan spokesperson said it was just an unfortunate and embarrassing mistake and lazy. The offer was similar to one that Duncan did in White Plains, New York, and someone copied and pasted the details and deleted planes, but left in the word white. So that was a Jeremy Sutherland mistake, if I've ever heard one. That sounds very Jeremy-like in nature. That was like the episode of The Office where Michael 
replace Dwight's name, but he didn't replace the one where he misspelled it. So they figured out that <laughs> he changed him <laughs> into the bumbling ass shit. Only the white boys getting free copies up in hell. I'll talk about that. I guarantee a few people saw that and was like, it's about damn time. This is going to be our last story of the day. An Ohio man is the first person ever diagnosed with a whistling scrotum. <laughs> so is it, I'm going to call it right now. What he's, what he's just got like a, like a hole in it. And then if air blows across it, it makes a whistling sound like the top of an old Pepsi bottle. Why are you saying this like it's a medical condition? Listen, that you've man, I just feel like years. I feel like you're burying the lead a little bit. Like I feel, damn it, stop doing that. Fucking stop it. Hang on. Are you done? Cut the shit. I'm recording. I just feel like you're burying the lead a little bit. Like we're gonna find out that it turns out his nutsack doesn't purse its lips and blow ever so lightly and make a whistling noise. <laughs> oh God. Why am I turned on by your description of this? I God, apparently, I need to step away and crank one out. The man showed up at uh, an ER, and again, this happened a few years ago, but the details were just published this month in the American Journal of Case Reports. The title of the paper starts with the words, Whistling Scrotum. So he goes to the ER, and he noticed a hissing sound coming from his penis. Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? Mm-hmm. A hissling, you wake up and a hissing sound is coming. Do I wouldn't even know what to, I would, first I'd think, okay, wow, that weed was pretty fucking strong. I got to sober up. A, a hissing sound. Yeah. Like a, a tea kettle taken off the stove and it kind of slowly. <laughs> he was ready for tea that morning. Yeah. He was also out of breath and his face was swollen. So they did a CT scan and found a whole bunch of air trapped inside of his body. The air had caused his lungs to collapse, so that's why he couldn't breathe. But why was his penis whistling? Well, it turned out he suffered from chronic swelling below the belt. Had surgery five months earlier to deal with it, but the incision didn't heal right. So there was still a very small open wound down there. And that was the only place. (laughs) Oh, God, I know that air could escape. Well, this story isn't sexy at all, Kyle. I'm so, what what about whistling scrotum made you think that you were going to get turned on by this? <laughs> I mean, really? You got to ask that? <laughs> I was all salved up and ready to go. Mm. Luckily, they inserted a bunch of tubes to drain the air from his body, and he was released three days later in good condition. But sadly, he kept having issues with air building up down there for the next two years. So they eventually had to remove both of his balls to deal with it. Jesus Christ. What? That's a talk about a Sophie's choice. (laughs) Hey, would you like to have, would you like to have both of your balls and whistling? Or would you like to sleep with some silence and not have your nads? I don't know. I think I might go with the whistling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if it sounded like stereotypical construction workers whistling at hot chicks? (laughs) Fuck you! Hey, it's my penis, lady! Hey, if your penis would like to listen to more episodes of the show, it can. 
Just like this episode, every one of them is hashtag evergreen man. They are not time sensitive. They are stupid and dumb and every other word that means the same thing just like this. And you can check them all out on Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasting, Stitcher, every single other place in between. We are new every goddamn week and deliver directly to your digital doorstep, whether you like it or not. You want to know when we're going to be there? Well, you can... Find out easily on Twitter at Obtuse Podcast, which is your direct line to this show. So many episodes have been ideas contributed to us from people like you on Twitter and on Facebook, where you can also find us by liking that page. Now, the Twitter is your direct line to this show, and I, you can tell that I'm old because I call it the Twitter where you can find the me at Funny Man Fields, also Sutherland JP on all forms of social media. I do comedy. You can see where I'm going to be and follow my pro wrestling stand-up comedy TikTok called Ring the Freaking Bell. Goodness sake, we're just all over the place, aren't we? I'm going to see you here next week alongside my big, sexy, penis-whistling co-host, Jeremy. What do you say you tell him goodbye? Goodbye. He said, I'll love you till I die. She told him you'll forget in time As the years went slowly by She still prayed upon his mind He kept her picture on his wall Went half crazy now and then But he still loved her Through it all Hoping she'd come back again Kept some letters By his bed It in 1962 He had underlined in red Every single I love you I went to see him just today Oh, but I didn't see no tears All dressed up to go away First time I'd seen him smile in years He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon Stop loving her today You know, she came to see him one last time Oh, and we all wondered if she would And it kept running through my mind This time He's over her for good He stopped loving her 
So that we can bring you Nickelodeon Sunday Night Muppets, an hour-long special starring Jim Henson's original Muppets, next. Here, Game Genie now for your Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, get more power, live forever on your Super NES. You can even turn Game Genie's power off and on as you play. So get up, get out, get it now. Game Genie now available for your Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Something incredible is happening that will give Sega Genesis even more power. Game Genie now works with your Sega Genesis system in most games, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Kid Chameleon, Toe Jam, and Earl. Game Genie for Sega Genesis. Excellent. I think it's about time you got a new bike. Hey, bikes cost money. You know, you could get a job after school. A job? You must be joking. You could do yard work for Mr. O'Brien. Yeah, I'm kind of allergic to raking. There's got to be some way you can make money. Hey, guys, is this your bike? Maybe. Oh, it's a classic. It is? Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. It is? Hey, I got it. You can sell your bike. I could never do that. Why not? It's a classic. Ah, good morning. As we speak, my dad is preparing a scrumptious Eggo waffle. The time has arrived for the Eggo stealth suit. Using state-of-the-art technology, I can move through the house undetected to make sure that warm, crisp Eggo waffle is mine. Hi, Dad. Richard? Hey, Lego, my Eggo! Success! Eggo waffles from Kellogg's, part of this nutritious breakfast. Mm. Richard? Oops. Guess I blew my cover. Fire him up! Hit it! For digging! Dumpin', dozin', you run radio-controlled dirt movers from New Bright with rumbling engines. Voices of the crew. The high-tech sound chip makes it sound real. Works with a rechargeable 9.6-volt battery pack for earth-moving power. Up and over, down and dirty. Big power delivers full-function radio-controlled sound and action. This is great! Radio-controlled dirt movers from New Bright. 